the bare necessities, simple bare necessities. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of That's a Shame. I am Declan, and for the first time in many moons, I am not kneeling on the floor. I am indeed sat in a chair at a table like the big boy that I am. The payoff, however, is that Isaac, tell us where you are. Um, well, now listeners of, of previous episodes, specifically whatever was one before this, one before, one before this, two before, someone to say, that's it. Street theatre. Yes. Uh, I was on the road. Not in the way that like, if you're in South East London and you say, I'm on road, it means you're going out to go and like mug people. That wasn't my vibe. <laughs> I was just here to do a lovely little podcast amongst the seagulls, the basketball playing youth, and the endless numbers of dogs with which this street is riddled. And back I am today for uh, episode 33. I just couldn't keep away, really, is the problem. Oh, I see. Once so you've tasted street podcast. What was happening to that child in the background, please? I cannot confirm its status <laughs> as living or dead. <laughs> I will have you know that I was nowhere near the scene at the time. I think what's going on is there's a roundabout in this park, but it's one that you can like, it's got mesh on it, so you can kind of climb above it. Ooh. And I mean, that's a recipe for many a broken limb in childhood. And indeed, that's adulthood. why the Scottish are such hardy people. Yeah, because they're all like... And deformed. That's them, calloused. <laughs> that's the guys. I was thinking today about, because um, you know, like soft play areas where there's like a ball pit and you can climb up tubes and all that stuff. I was about to say, I know them very well, but as an adult, that sounds eminently <laughs> suspicious. Very well indeed. <laughs> Take my binoculars up to the top of the tallest tower. <laughs> What would you like? What would you like to know? (laughs) You need a hookup. I've got a hookup. No, well, I was thinking, so I walked past one today, and um, they're always in quite depressing places, first and foremost. A little like the Laser Quest we talked about many many episodes ago. So that's odd. I don't know why, why that's the case. But I was really thinking, like, wouldn't it be great to have a proper adult one? And I don't mean that in, like... The porn sense. I mean that in like a yeah, giant. Yeah, no, I'm sure, room. sure that I have said this before. Yeah, because I think the they one thing that I want from life. Because I know, like, it became trendy a few years ago for people at uni to have like, oh my god, Tilly's having her twenty first. You'll never guess where. It's at a ball pit, and like, I think they just repurpose <laughs> children's ones and hope for the best. I hope that it was just a ball pit, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, nothing else. else. There was no way in. Not it was even just a diving board. Not, not even a not even a bar or anything. No <laughs> drinks, no snacks. Just and a it's board. like did you ever play The Sims? When you take you could do this thing where if a sim went in oh, a well, you take the ball and then you out. stop time, yeah. They're just stuck in the ball pit for all eternity. Until they're like the Grim Reaper rocks up and then there's a ghost sim. Oh, I was bad at the Sims. It taught me that I should not be given responsibility over a family yet. I needed <laughs> yeah. many more years of of empathy practice because <laughs> I had one family where the dad the dad was like always you know how they have little daydreams because you send them off to work in like practical jobs where it's like go go at nine o'clock be back at six then cook and stuff but throughout the whole day he was always dreaming about being a chef and he'd be dreaming of like fish that he'd make and pizzas that he'd he'd toss into the air 
And so I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to give you, I bought him like the best oven. I say bought, I used the cheat that everyone used in the Sims to get like infinite money. And I got him like the best cooker and a baking, like you could buy a recipe book in my version of the Sims, I think. So he's like really happy. And then he set himself on fire within one minute <laughs> and just burned to death as his children came back from school. It was the most horrific wake-up call. It was like Maxis themselves, that horrible man who made The Sims, was just staring through my computer screen saying, life isn't fair, and sometimes your dad will burn to death in front of you. And that's just that. The universe is arbitrary. And, and that's what you get for having dreams. Yeah, exactly. Never, ever. <laughs> wish for better than you are dream beyond your status and then so the kids got um i don't know if there is a metric for depression in the sims but it certainly felt like there was on my end i think it's just a metric i think it's just a metric for your depression yeah that just feeds through into the game like a sad tale about like the toxicity of negative emotions but eventually the it was a three they had three kids and the mum um took to just being in the shower all day and I, I can only see him <laughs> weeping. Um, the daughter got sent off to military school because I kept missing the bus. Because you click on the bus and you're like, guys, it's school. So I click on the bus and then she would just be so slow, probably depressed about her, her ash pile of a father or something, the little weak <laughs> had idiot. You, had you had it cleared up? <laughs> it's just still there burned uh, into the no, kitchen the mom, floor. The mum wouldn't do what you asked. Like she would not do anything clicked on she just had her own agency at this point so the daughter was sent off to military school and then social services came and took the baby away <laughs> so bad. Why is that? i didn't even know they had social services yeah. in the sims it's like if you don't i don't know what triggered it exactly i think it was just pretty much every possible <laughs> element of it my parents started parenthood. eating itself <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah that was that was it really we got burgled a lot and ultimately, I think I deleted that entire family. They were called the Dumbledores. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, you, are you thinking of uh, having a family one day, Isaac? Oh, not anymore. I'm thinking of going into <laughs> cooking, actually. Thinking. I think I could really make it as a chef. I'm thinking of sending my babies off to the military. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible game. I loved The Sims, though. I had the magic expansion, Making Magic. Did you ever play that oh, one? Oh, yeah. Uh, I never played The Sims other than a little version that was on a small Sony Ericsson phone that oh, I had. no, you haven't lived. Making magic was like normal Sims. And in fact, you could just do normal Sim things. But then every so often, you could go to this like wizard world. And um, it was a bit like, it probably appeals to a kind of fantasy that as an adult becomes a bit more dark and twisted because it's like yeah. you are the one person in your sim village that had loads of power so it was like appealing to that kind of isolationist yeah individual nietzschean authority and so you'd get all this magical power and then like if your neighbor jim because you know how you can see or well i'll tell you you can see like what your relationships are like with people so if they come over i should i should clarify that it, it just to depress things more but to make it easier for you i have spent a lot of time watching people play the sims oh, okay, so that's good is this from your soft player? You just yeah. <laughs> shimmy up a giant soft tube and enjoy the view. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. So like if Jim from next door comes over and then your sim like pisses themselves and doesn't clean it up because they're like depressed about their flaming husband and children being taken away, then Jim's going to go home and his like relationship bar will be down a lot. So what you could do 
if Jim was cross with you, you could just cast a spell on him and then he loves you. And it was just like, it took the fun out of it eventually, but for the brief period of time where you first came into these powers, as if some yeah. kind of parable about like why omnipotence is probably a bad idea in the long run, then it just, it was just everything. There is a police car walk driving next to me at my walking speed. Am I about to be like, <laughs> do they think I'm some kind of audio whore? I think this <laughs> is it. You're about to be taken in. Streetwalker. <laughs> They're literally like, I wish I could show you. I Imagine being curb crawled by the police. <laughs> in Scotland, no less. I know. What a I, place. Kate, if listeners will remember her from uh, oh, yes. the whirlwind of an episode number 28, what Wheel of Cheese. Oh, <laughs> another great name. Um, uh, she loved The Sims and oh, right. she had uh, some kind of like fantasy expansion Ooh. for it. Um, That's a very which, broad, what, like Lord of the Rings fantasy? Uh, like fairy tale fantasy. Oh, uh, okay. That's, that's nice. I like to play that. And, uh, but it, it, it just made, it just normalized sentences that should never be uttered casually <laughs> between people because yeah. like I, I was probably in bed, like I was probably playing Pokemon on an emulator or something, loving life. Oh my, God, you, my, you guys. My lo-fi <laughs> Could you see it was uh, destined to last? Um, and uh, and Kate would be there playing her Sims expansion. She and named then, one of them Declan, and it it had like maxed out love romance skills. He <laughs> was like an amazing no. chef. Never played Pokemon. It most certainly wasn't. <laughs> uh, no, but she she just go. Oh, fuck's sake. And I'd be like, what? And she's like, oh, nothing. Just Sarah's in love with another fucking werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, no, not again. Has she tried wearing that silver necklace? Yeah, yeah, but he's oh, he's still... He's wise to it. He's still after her. Like, oh, fuck's sake. So she's, so she's going to have to move then, is she? Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> Change of <laughs> job or something. Like just, the, just these... The brilliant, like, mundanity to the situation yeah, it's, it's so, with one it's fantastical so, element. Yeah, it's so bathetic, isn't it? Like that yeah. the, the magic is entirely removed because it's still inherent to this mad part of wage slavery that they, <laughs> they're all <laughs> subjected to. I wonder if The Sims is trying to tell us like, if there is any political ambition in The Sims because it did always come across to me. And indeed, like whenever I reach for a discussion of The Sims now, it's usually as an analogy about something quite depressing, but realistic and practical about life about like how you have to manage all your your bars and you never have enough money to do everything and it's all quite depressing. I think fundamentally yeah. it was like a thought experiment for children to prepare you for a life of capitalistic hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty pretty ingenious this Sims now that I think about it. But look, so we didn't on the back of that Sims. on the back of that <laughs> jolly 11 minute intro. <laughs> Isaac, why not introduce today's topic i'll call yes. it right so it's episode 33 as we said if this podcast were called instead of that's a shame it was like that's a christ and each episode was a year like a different birthday of jesus is that we were celebrating this would be the last one but it's not called that so what i have instead is almost 33 questions but actually 35 which are the proust questionnaire which 
I mean, you'll know it probably best because James Lipton on what's the program called Inside, Inside the, the Studio used to uh, they chucks these questions at people at the end in his lovely, like deep voiced, very <clears> hypnotic <throat> delivery. It's so soothing. Mm. What is your favorite curse word? My favorite is probably fuck. It's just like you could say <laughs> anything and you'd be you'd be like, yes, James, mine too. But I thought, what is your least favorite curse word? <laughs> Um, but look, so I've got these 33 plus two questions, we'll refer to them as, and I thought we could power through as many as we can be bothered with. I might skip some because they're just inherently not funny and a bit depressing. After that great <laughs> uplifting Sims chat, I don't want to bring anyone down. <laughs> and we'll just, uh, we'll just see what comes of it because Come they're supposed to be, the, the concept is that they're designed by, by Bruce to be like, if you answer these questions, then you will reveal your true nature in a very like holistic way. So it's not just oh, about great. wash your so favourite colour. I'm about to be laid bare over I, the I audio would, waves. I would say so. Like I think this is gonna people are gonna remember before and after they knew things like number nine on what occasion do you lie? They'd be like, well I just Ooh. didn't think of that from Declan. But let's start with number one, as is customary. What is your idea? It's a nice unit. Like they, they want to start simple. They want to start with yeah. kind of a tease, like a build-up, easy one to go with a practice round. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Go. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite um, intense, Bruce. I get the sense. My idea of perfect happiness, yeah, is when you forget that there's a new series on Netflix that's coming out the next day. And then you just, you go on to Netflix and you're like, Oh, I've got, cause I, I want to watch something, but I don't want to go through the slog of looking through Netflix, which is the most arduous time intensive, laborious task of all time going through everything because you want to watch everything and nothing is on yeah. there at the same time. And all the things that you love to watch suddenly look worse. And all the things that you've never, ever wanted to watch, you kind of think, oh, well, I suppose I could. You find yourself hovering the mouse slightly longingly over <laughs> Sense8 before thinking, I I'm better than I'm this. not I an Egypt. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but then, so you, you think, oh, but all right, fine, I'll do it. You hit N, it comes up, Netflix in the little bar. You hit Enter. It loads up, and there, in the big banner across the top, recommended for you, new series of BoJack Horseman, or oh my god, if it were Hannibal, Can you imagine? Hannibal season twelve. If they just, if they just, like, without telling anyone, it was made it incredible, and then it was there. That that is as happy as I could be, as long as I was in bed with an unlimited supply of alcohol. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good one because um, I guess the obvious choice would be, or maybe not, but my first instinct was think of something quite like detailed and, and like a really broad experience like, oh, well, if you got to colonize the moon for the first time and then there was a fireworks show like really involved, but it's probably something just as simple as like when you wake up and realize there's another three hours before you have to be up or something, and you're like, well, that's another night. I've got another That's the night best sleep. thing, yeah. 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 It's just that <laughs> tiny moment of utter serenity where you're like, this is, this is freedom. 
This is what The Sims was Ooh, talking about. In, in, in a similar sense, when you, when you forget that it's payday and then it's payday. Oh, oh mine, my mine God. are so few and far between that I very well, seldom yeah. forget. And it's usually <laughs> less, if I, if I did forget, then I would have like spent myself into bankruptcy for the day before. Yeah. So I have to like, I, cling on to their existence. I, I have two jobs and I still seem to feel like I have fewer paydays than average. <laughs> so it's unfortunate, isn't it? Okay. Well, I think that's a good answer to number one. Okay. That's the kind of uh, depth you're going to get from this show. Number yep. two, contrast here. What is your greatest fear? When payday is a Monday. <laughs> okay. When you get to Friday and you're like, oh, that was the last working day of the month. And then you look and it's a month with 31 days and it stretches Fuck just over the weekend and you get, get paid till Monday. And so you've got the whole weekend and fuck all money to do anything then. <laughs> and your money comes in just as the, the week rolls around. Now, look, from your first two answers, I'm getting the sense that you've got jobs on the mind at the moment. <laughs> Would that be fair Can to say? Can you tell? <laughs> Am it's I so, like you're not content with your working life? Are you saying that? Are you saying that Proust's questionnaire has worked <laughs> in the first two questions? It worked within a second of you opening your mouth, even on the inhalation before you announced the answer to number one. I was like, "Well, there it is. He, he's basically unemployed." <laughs> this guy's an open book. He's, this Proust man is incisive. He knows what he's, he knows what he's on about. My answer for number two is just probably something like death. <laughs> it's a lot less, a lot less specific. <laughs> not maybe quite like, as nuanced. No, not very nuanced. I'll try and think of a more nuanced one. Well, how about I don't like, um, I like to have a lot of control. That's going to be a theme of my answers, I think. But I like one thing that I was this, this is to going to be your. This is going to be your cube all over again. <laughs> <laughs> what I like is when there's a ladder and now it has to be leaning a bit against it so that it, it suggests that you could climb the cube of my ego, but never quite summit. <laughs> no, I was going to say, um, a podcast I was listening to, What Say You, which, like, as you sent me, and I had, like, notifications turned on. This is a podcast by Q and Sal from Impractical Jokers who are just very funny. Like, it was sort of what directly inspired us starting this style of podcast and they've been on hiatus for like three years so i got a notification the other day it was like new episode so i listened and they were talking about it just like a small anecdote came up of a comic they were talking to who'd accidentally sent uh a, like a semi-dirty photo to the wrong person and it got me thinking about all the dirty photos that i sent no, it, didn't. it got me thinking about just uh sending the wrong messages to the wrong people and like the lack of being able to control where oh, like yeah. different things are going, like the sheer panic that would set in if you sent like the wrong thing. And it, it wouldn't even have I to have be done that. It wouldn't have to be for me something like huge, like, I don't know, something that was meant for your girlfriend, but ended up going to your dad or something. It could just be like the wrong tone, like the wrong level of friendliness or formality to the wrong person would just really upset me. Oh so no, I've what, gone, um, I've I've done the. Did you do hashtag dick text. pics? Dick pic to No. <laughs> yeah, that that huge global trend. Hashtag yeah, dick pic to was, No. Was that before or after the ice bucket challenge? Yeah. <laughs> this one wasn't raising money for anything. It's just a, a big edible release for everyone. <laughs> um, Horrid use of the word release. Um. No, I've done the the classic. 
be texting someone about someone else then oh, send no. it to the person you were talking about oh that's quite bad i'm leaving it there because it was tragic oh really <laughs> there's no, there's <laughs> no worse feeling it. than you see because it was back when uh, when phones would uh, give you a little notification when it like sent and like delivered and what whatnot back that's still now no but like mine it would come up on the screen sent to it would come through as like a text oh right like a message delivered to sam or whoever and okay. and you're like message delivered to sam i didn't send anything to oh my god i sent something about sam oh that's quite bad fuck. <laughs> so my w- one experience is like similar and slightly more light-hearted than whatever this sounds like it was going to be is in, <laughs> in sixth form i first discovered or no i didn't first discover but i discovered rediscovered this tool that let you send emails as if they were from any address to any address which is a fairly common like spoofing thing that spammers and scammers alike use to pretend that they're your bank and um i was testing it and i happened to be in a history class in sixth form and i really didn't like the teacher that i had um i was about to say i won't say which one in case they listen but the chances are so hugely slim that i'll just say that it was she's called miss mcquillan and she was probably lovely but we didn't get on very well and also she pronounced patio as patio and i could never and well, will never unforgivable <laughs> um but yeah i didn't really like history so we were never going to get on hugely anyway but i thought just absent-mindedly i was just trying it out and what i, I sent i cannot really remember the content of it but it was something about like a friend of mine who's in like sitting next to me who i was showing this thing to see if it would work and i sent like a message from her account but obviously it's not from her account to i think him but for some reason that i can't quite recall it just blew up and i became at the center of this absolute scandal that was like (laughs) but I, i didn't get in trouble because they didn't know it was me but they thought like there was some huge attack on their like entire email network so they they introduced like pages upon pages of like password security and she had to have like her account shut down and (laughs) and stuff it was so bad oh dear but yeah the the initial feeling after i'd like accidentally press send before verifying or like i don't think i even meant to send it so much as just to see if it would work and that that sheer instant panic is something (laughs) <laughs> a, fl- a similar but uh, less panic and more just sad story is that my friend Matthew who I've mentioned before we went to secondary school together and he his brother and now he work in IT so he didn't then but it was clear that he was going to like he's very that way minded like kind of person who could look at a computer and just take it apart in his head and fix any problem very systematic yeah. thinker and so yeah we quickly had access to like lots of elements of like the school's it stuff that we weren't supposed to which were more or less useful for like getting on youtube or playing like installing games or accessing like the the live cctv from around the school which is quite entertaining and one of the things that you could do they had this like package of software called rm tutor which was used to like manage children's computers while they're using them so if you're like in yeah IT yeah lesson, i know rm tutor yes yeah, they can like share everyone's screens you can check that people are like doing the work and that sort of thing like remotely manage them and um one 
history lesson and in secondary school I loved my history lessons because the teacher Mr Taylor is one of the like I think I've mentioned before him and Miss Lennon who I talked about before definitely alongside Mr Davis my IT teacher were like the three biggest influences in my life at that point they were just lovely people and despite all of that which may come back in as like one of the questions about one's flaws later I hadn't done a very short easy essay that Mr Taylor had asked for and I was going to get in trouble for it so what we did was in the lunch before the lesson we had like a history lesson after lunch straight away we went in logged onto this RM tutor thing and shut down his computer remotely from like the other end of the school oh, so that no. so that the lesson would be spent like turning it back on and we thought like well he won't get around to to checking for essays and stuff if that's been done and we got up into the class after lunch like just a normal normal day normal lesson got in and Mr Taylor came in and was like okay so here we have gestured at the board which was now off because the whole thing was off. And the man's face just fell. He'd prepared like, I'll never know what he prepared, but having never really oh, used no. the computer before, he had put time and effort into preparing some like exquisite no. lesson because the man was like extremely clever and a good teacher. And I just felt so, so you bad. Oh, a monster. I know, I know. I felt really bad. I think I made it up eventually because like I made sure to do like it, it, it's something that stayed with me as a point of like okay don't fuck around with people when there are real world consequences and that will affect nice people because it's just yeah me. so I, uh, thank uh, you to mr taylor you you've reminded me of uh, a, a slightly more light-hearted less monstrous version <laughs> of a similar story which um i also had a, a history teacher who was um uh what was her name mrs minton her name was she had like she had crazy hair. She was this mad old woman, and she had a lazy eye. So we obviously called her Mad Eye Minton. Um, <laughs> what and um, but she she I don't know. It must have been part of some sort of school directive that everyone had to have at least one PowerPoint lesson a week or something because uh -huh. this woman was as incompatible with technology as a wooden chair. Like there was just no. <laughs> There was there was no way in which she had ever even heard of a PowerPoint. I think that she'd managed to avoid seeing computers her whole life. <laughs> she came in, edited them out of any surrounding yeah. that she panned around. Yeah. She'd go into like curries by mistake and be like, "Well, this is an empty shop, <laughs> deserted looters." <laughs> um, and uh, so she she sort of wandered into the lesson one day, and she had this. Uh, stone tablet of a laptop that had seemingly been provided by Moses, if not the school. Um, and she clunked it down onto the, onto the desk. Uh, and she um, got uh, a boy called Jamie to come up and help her and plug it into the HDMI. So it came through the projector <laughs> and um, she was like, and can you open up this PowerPoint here? And the PowerPoint was titled de-Stalinization. <clears throat> uh -huh. And so when, he, fun. when he opened it up, it was one slide, <laughs> which was a white background with the black text, de-Stalinization in well, the middle it. of it. That was the whole <laughs> PowerPoint. Oh, <laughs> she I could have written the word on the board and put oh, it so as much. But, but so she t asked, Jamie, if he would, if he would stay by the laptop to control it, 
<laughs> what did that mean what? in this context? <laughs> I don't know. And she Just was in going case to... it goes haywire. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she was. I think she was going to use it as the centre of a spider diagram on the, like the whiteboard. Um, Lord knows why this was the medium she'd chosen, but whatever. Well, she's getting um, going with the tech. <clears throat> so, uh, anyway, she was doing some mental spiel. Um, earlier on in the lesson about, you know, what destalinization was and and it was all very uh mundane in the way that she described it. And uh-huh. while she was doing this, Jamie at the laptop um opened up the uh, the pen function <laughs> on the PowerPoint and just drew like a squiggly red line <laughs> through the page. <laughs> and uh and she turned round eventually and saw this and fell silent and looked at it and then tried to rub it off of the board and then walked over to the laptop and saw that it was on there and tried to rub it off of the laptop screen. Oh, no, bless (laughs) her. Are you sure she's not from a different time, like Skellig? (laughs) Stick of the dump character. (laughs) She's just emerged out of another existence. And And then tried to wipe it off of the board again. Oh, so she didn't and then, learn. And then, and then no. <laughs> no. And then she didn't she didn't say anything. Like she didn't ask anyone. Right. Or She's say like, anything. Well, this like, is life now. Yeah. <laughs> so she got on with it and then Jamie just like deleted it. And then she turned around and it was gone. And she, she went over and checked to religion. <laughs> went over and checked that it was gone from the laptop screen as well. <laughs> and then just got on with her life. Oh, it's like she's been very subtly trying to teach her about cause and effect. Yeah. But in a very like backhanded way. I like that. Bless she her. she deserved it because she she was mad and moderately corrupt oh. in the sense that she she was someone who was shameless about giving better marks to people that she liked. Who oh, yeah. for some reason I was one of them. Um I I have no idea why. I did my hardest to make sure she didn't like me. But um <laughs> But and she really didn't like my friend Sam, who was really nice. And uh, we once did a test where we printed off an identical piece of work uh-huh. and handed it in for the same task. And uh, the only difference being our written names at the top. And yeah. um, I got nine, and he got five of <laughs> the same, <laughs> exact same words. Wow, she's set in her ways. It sounds like Mrs. Mitten. Yeah. Bless Minton. Her. Oh, Mrs. Minton. Mrs. Mitten. That's a lovely name. It's like, a, it's like what a mad person would call their imaginary cat. Yeah. That tells them to murder children, which is not something you should say that loudly next to a park, I've just realised. Um, no. Okay. Not with the police curb crawling you. No, I didn't mention as well because I didn't want to interrupt, but that van, that's, it was like one of the small police cars, was uh, joined by a full-on police van, and then they just stopped alongside oh. each other and left, so I think they must be casing the joint for something. It does look like the way you'd do a drug deal if you were that way inclined. You're about to be busted. I guess. The time was, was bound to come sooner or later. Um, okay. Question three. three. Are we, are we only on three? <laughs> yeah. okay. Question three. This might yeah. have to be a recurring feature. We yeah, I, well, I'm thinking... So I'm, well, yeah, I know. But I'm thinking that we may as well... We could just do this up until episode 35 because it's quite broad in what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I guess. I mean, email tass at shame.city if you're, yeah, let us know. If you're strongly against that idea. But otherwise, I think there, <laughs> there's enough to discuss from each one that's quite fun. 
Okay, number three. What is the trait you most, we're getting real now, what is the trait you most deplore in yourself? In myself? Yeah. And why? Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. And I own, I'm only allowed to choose the one, you say? Yes, just the one. Oh, right. Okay, well, that, that, that makes it more It can't difficult. be a compound one. It can't be like a German word that means every aspect of my character <laughs> except I'm nice to dogs. <laughs> so don't go looking for that loophole because it is firmly right. plugged. Um, I suppose um, my tendency to only feel empathy after I've done something <laughs> to upset people. <laughs> oh, no. So it's like retroactive my, emotions. Yeah, my lack of my lack of preemptive empathy. Uh-huh. Preemptive. Yeah, preemptive. We'll call it is a nice word. Yeah. Okay, that's quite a good one. Um, any because I, I, I because I, dare because I do if there are no <laughs> to too many to mention. But no, but it's just like <clears throat> I, 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 I'm not someone without feeling. I don't want our listeners to to, to think that I am an absolute. You know, uh, Patrick Bateman. Mm-hmm. That's his name, isn't it? That's him. Um, I'm, I'm not like that at all. I'm not a Dennis Reynolds. No. Nope. I, have, I have feelings. <laughs> they are. The more you say that, the less I believe you. <laughs> I have, I mean, I what, what are they called? <laughs> fe- fe- feelings, yes. <laughs> and, and you can um, have more than one of these, you say. It's and plural. I, Fascinating and stuff. Yes, no, no, no. I know. I, I feel. I, I, I was feeling the other day. Um, definitely <laughs> feeling hungry, um, right? Cold. That's what I think. It's just that they. It's just that they're sometimes obscured by anything else that I want, <laughs> or, <laughs> whether it's what I want to say or do, yeah. um, or achieve. Uh-huh. Rarely achieve, but <laughs> avoid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And yes, I, I just like my my instinct is just to go with like my first thoughts, and then afterwards I do sometimes think, oh, that was probably a bit. That was probably a bit out of order. <laughs> is that is that our editing process for this? Yeah. Show? <laughs> well, well I mean, it literally is that. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, in the in the minutes afterwards, we sort of go, right? Was there okay, anything right. in there which, given given a bit of time to reflect, we <laughs> we regret? <laughs> and it's not it's not like much time. It's not like you have to sleep on it. It's just like, yeah, okay. Uh, one minute after recording, I realised we should probably bleep eighty percent of the names of this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most of the nouns are just have to be stripped from the yeah. from the whole show. Like words, it all soup. seems it always seems like a good idea in the moment. Uh huh. Well, then I guess there's a positive like spin to it. That it's quite spontaneous. Maybe you're quite a spontaneous person. That means, and I guess like in the same way that the uh, manic pixie dream girl trope kind of uh, fetishizes spontaneity as adorable like that's mm. the downside isn't it there's the downside to are you to calling a me lack a, of forethought are you calling I'm me a common white girl <laughs> i'm saying that if new girl comes to the uk it's going to be called new guy and it's going to feature you in me. an apartment somewhere right. in leith it's going to be a very powerful piece. with my tits out that's it I, I don't right. think that now i've given girl. you a proper one so i don't want anything from you like oh i wish that i like cheese more <laughs> Like I wish um, I could see ghosts. <laughs> I'm, I am constantly depressed by my own inability to communicate with the dead. 
imagine if you couldn't see them, but you could hear them. How annoying would that be? Like you'd go into a room and hear like, or hear someone like moan oh, like, when they were hanged. And you can't talk back to them either. I think that's a good premise for a film. Although it's a bit like Ghost Town with Ricky Gervais. So maybe it's been, been a bit done. My one's a bit similar, I think. I was going to just say, I'm very like, I, I'm quite emotional, I think, naturally. And I've worked over 24, nearly 25 years to suppress that to its, to its core. Because otherwise <laughs> I think I'm the kind of person who'd like, would be incredibly attached to every single thing to the point that I would just go through life with like extreme anxiety and tears every day. And so I, yeah, I think I, through like aversion therapy in my formative years have maybe gone a bit too far the other way. And now I'll spend the next chapter of my life finding a happy medium. Yeah. Either that well, or the ghosts thing. We've spoken before about how um, you have a, like a, such a surprisingly huge amount of empathy for people in general. Um, yeah. despite a, a, an absolute dearth of it for people <laughs> specifically. People in front of me. Yes. Yeah, people people you know or love or are in relationships with. That's them. Sorry to all, <laughs> all the aforementioned groups. I'll try my best. Oh, yeah, no, I think that's, uh, that's the main one. Um, okay, this one's... The next one better be happy. Oh, no, well, it's something we can enjoy, although... We may want to, having just answered as we have, keep those in mind for number four. What is the trait you most deplore in others? Shit Where poetry. <laughs> that's an interesting trait to use. Do you think that's the kind of trait that would make it on its way into like a, a police description of someone <laughs> crime scene? It was about uh, 5'8", uh, brown hair, shit poetry. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. We know who you're on about. He's been <laughs> he's been doing this all over town, <laughs> spouting his trash ditties. <laughs> no, I suppose not. It just came to mind because it's been the thing that's been annoying me about people recently. I suppose. Oh yeah, that's fair. I think mine. I've got. I mean, so many. I'm trying to get. Oh well, yeah, that's like, too many. That's like foundational to them, and I think it's going to be. There's no one word for it, but it's uh, a disconnect between the reality and internal perspective of your own existence. I, so I, I, I was literally about to say um, lack of self-reflection. Yeah, I guess it's that. It's not just reflection. It's just like self-assessment. Like I think yeah. it's really important to know what you're good and bad at. Not in the sense that like, if you're bad at poetry, I don't think you should ever do it. But I think if you're bad at poetry, you might want to tell me about it. Your, yeah, you might want to like <laughs> practice before you put out milk and honey rupee just yeah. for future reference just um, just a heads up there she's got another one coming out i hope you're ready no what's it called yeah oh i've forgotten something more equally wank like the sun the sun and her daughters or something Stop. um i'll but find yeah, it's out any like any uh disjunct between what people think they are like or can do and what is actually the case because the inverse of that is just being really smug like if someone's not very good about something not very good at something, rather, but uh, thinks they are. Oh, it was the sun and her flowers. Oh, yeah. Is it sun with a U? Yeah. Because otherwise that's a baffling. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but yeah. Long awaited. Wrong. Not yeah, awaited. Yeah. Yeah, we are. I mean, it, it, it is just infuriating and it makes yeah. it very difficult to interact with people when they uh, don't have a sense of that. Yeah. 
Because I think for all our flaws, I think uh, I've spent a lot of time working out what I'm good and bad at. And I don't think I try and push the things that I'm shit at into other people's lives too far. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very like reticent to speak when anything musical is being discussed because I know that I know <laughs> next to nothing about it. Yeah. Uh, but it does pain me when you see people who, knowing nothing, uh, decide to join in anyway. It especially um, is tragic yet also enjoyable when I see them do that uh, in front of you uh, when I know that it's something you know about because uh, you have a, a Mr. Stevens-esque, if people remember Mr. Stevens from episode oh, yes. 21, debatable. You have a Mr. Stevens-esque uh, reaction to, uh, to, to, to nonsense occurring Sorry, around don't, you. Don't conceal my feelings well. No. <laughs> but I think I do, I enjoy that as well because I like, um, I, I, there's some power in, in knowing that someone has come out as so flagrantly wrong. It's that thing yeah. of like why free speech is great because if you give someone an inch of rope to discuss how little they know about politics, then they'll hang themselves on it and their entire generation's families for all eternity. So there's, <laughs> it's nice to watch that car crash take place. Mm. Uh, yeah, okay, that's a good one. Number five is a bit more upbeat. Which living person do you most admire? And it oh, can't well, be you me. You answer this one first. Yeah, well, it's obviously some to others. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I can't really explain why other than that he's just the most supreme genius of our age and will be remembered alongside like Mozart and people like that. <laughs> famous people like Mozart and other famous <laughs> people just like that. That's them. Um, I suppose that mine would be Frankie Boyle. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. I mean, I know, like, he's obviously brilliant. Why, why, uh, why the most? Um, because he just manages to capture so many things that I admire. Yeah. Um, in one kind of incredible one package, big fat Scottish package. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and he's ginger, so there's like an inherent. Oh, of course. But um. But yeah, it's just this idea that he is such a an astute comedian, mm-hmm. like a, who manages to cross many fields and reach so many different people with his comedy. That there's everything from kind of outrageous and offensive humor to really quite technical and yeah artistic humor. That he's Very also just a, as well. Yeah, he's extremely literary and, and well-read uh, and artistic. Like, he has a comic series. Um, he, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he... he um, writes. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think he's the one that writes it. I don't know if he draws cool. it. Um, but he he's just a, a preposterously well-informed person. Yeah. Um, and his writing is incredible in that it manages to be equal parts uh, informed, hilarious, and just quite poignant and touching that he manages to to write in a way that can, you know, hilariously monster uh, anyone and anything and then (laughs) always bring it back down to some uh, intensely human point of uh, of contact for you at the end. he falls under the 
the category of what we were talking about, about deploring in oneself, because he's someone who everything that he does or his actions and some of his words, usually like the subtext, belies a huge amount of empathy and feeling for his fellow man. But at the same time, he's not afraid to like rip into someone in a, in a stand-up no. routine. Like it's, uh, I think having that balance is, is indicative of someone who's like cynical to the right level of cynicism but has yeah. like their heart in the right place. He's yeah, like the, uh, he's also like a, the perfect movie representation of, uh, of someone who has uh, gone in hard on the old drink and drugs and is now yeah. completely teetotal and brings, and like the, the wisdom that that's brought with it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, uh, he's in Edinburgh yeah. at the moment. Shall I, shall I try and play him this bit of recording? See oh if my I marry God. You? I will just go outside so his happy. and shout it. Oh. I'd be so happy to know that he'd heard my voice, even though I know that he would <laughs> fucking hate it because it's monstrously English. <laughs> Bless. Okay. I think let's do one more because we're wrapping, we're heading towards the, we've just crossed 45 minutes. Yeah. And uh, how long can anyone exist on a street is what I'd like to ask. Maybe Danielle can answer in her next blog post. But let's end after this moving van drives past me with. What is your greatest extravagance? Oh. This is quite difficult because, um, I don't know, it could either be lots of different things. I'm trying to, again, find like the, funda- the foundational, fundamental point to articulate. But yeah. what, is your, like, what, is what are your leanings? Um, drink. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Probably do you think there's anything the like more abstract? Though? Do you think there's something underneath drink? Uh, yeah, probably. Is it like hedonism? Um, uh, no, not then you'd probably quite, be on drugs as well. You'd probably be right yeah. on the, the heroin. I found out today that Scotland uh, is, has 500% above the world average of heroin usage. That's bad, isn't yeah. it? It's not, it doesn't reflect great on those guys. Oh, I haven't seen anyone using heroin the whole time I've been here, though. So where are they keeping it is what I want to know. <laughs> they don't keep yeah, it in the middle of Edinburgh all of it. Although I'm sure there's plenty if you're in the right building. Dripping down the castle. It's lovely. Greatest extravagance. Uh, yeah, I can't think uh, of, of one for me other than, like, I'm not very disciplined with myself about, like, anything that I like, really. I have, if I want to do something and then some, but I know I shouldn't and then someone's like, Hey, do you want to like go out if I have no oh, money? Yeah. Out. Be like, yeah. yeah, okay. So I think um, the extravagance there is like, uh, comes back to the spontaneity thing, I think. Putting, putting today above tomorrow is its own extravagance. Yeah, exactly. And then not, not really worrying about the future. And I guess that's true of alcohol or gambling or whatever. Oh my God, I, <laughs> I wanted to tell you this today. I, we walked to Leith today. We're kind of in Leith. For those who don't know, Leith is where the Proclaimers jukebox musical Sunshine On or Over Leith, I can't remember which yep. one, is set. On and Leith. It's, it looks like, or it was described to me as like a Dutch-looking <laughs> bit of Edinburgh, which didn't sound terribly likely because it's quite, it's all brownstone buildings and quite industrial, sort of Victorian-looking on the whole. But we walked down this road and under like through a council estate and under tower blocks. None of it looked like Holland or what I know of Holland from, from uh, films. 
until we just emerged into this like sprawling canals and there's some sort of it might be the sea probably it is the sea it's just over there all these boats and like little cafes but on the way there when we were in the more depressing bit we walked past there are a couple of shops and, and establishments that suggest that you're in like certain areas of town so if you're seeing like vegan cafes then it's where all the like trendy people think they want to live but if mm -hmm. you're seeing like uh william hill bookmakers and stuff and so one of these places is the walk-in cashino it's called where it's like just fruit machines in a room and right. uh, there have you ever been in one of these places no oh oh well i mean in a sense like they have them um in like most kind of like arcades they have a section like that you get them on ferries and you get them in, in like airports and stuff where you just uh -huh. kind of walk into big rooms full of fruit machines and that's it like yeah i've been into them on ferries and stuff but i've never been into one in like there were loads in one Lewis of the ones just three. yeah yeah and they had in the window for it um a sign that filled me with real quite so sadness quite profound sorrow which was a big faded like sun faded poster because it's been there for a while of uh like huge glittery letters it was like you can win or win big or something i was like okay what's this as i walked past and it had pictures like the a photo montage of lights and action and noise and like youth and hubbub and it was a poster to enter for i think a fiver a raffle to win a ticket to blackpool for, <laughs> for a one night stay in an off brand bnb i was like that is really sad. that's absolutely tragic <laughs> that's a shame I thought, because that is a shame yeah it's just uh i mean what more is there to say i didn't mean to bring us down there's, at the end but no there's no um it's just the opposite of, of, of everything that the poster seemed to be implying. Yeah, it was Glamour, just so happiness, happy victory, <laughs> triumph. Victory is rather muted when it ends in a one-night trip. It's not like I, you'd just be popping over as well. You'd be spending half the day getting there and back. Yeah. It's like I, um, hours away from here. I can't uh, leave any discussion of uh, tragic gambling go. Uh, without mentioning a uh, a BBC documentary that my brother and I watched uh -huh. uh, a, a year or so ago, and it was about um, kind of the rise of the betting shop in uh, in Britain and, and how it's kind of suddenly exploded, um, <laughs> and you'll, there'll be sort of four or five on on any given street, <clears throat> and they kind of were in you know natural fashion, kind of following. Uh, various people through their lives and yeah. talking to them about their, their gambling and, and when they were doing the, the, the roundup at the end, they were talking to this old guy who is everyone's vision of what a British gambling addict would look like. Yeah. Older Northern man, Mac, flat cap, glasses, chewing on a bit of teeth. corn. Yeah. A couple of teeth. Uh, newspaper covered in pen scrawlings and uh and they said so you know what is what is gambling given and what is it taken he was like oh it's, it's cost me everything you know it's cost me uh cost me my wife my, my house my job my kids cost me the car my wages all of it 
well. And they said, and they said, um, have you ever thought about quitting? And he said, quit, quit gambling. That's like asking me to quit smoking. <laughs> oh, no. That's, oh, no. I wonder um, if you my brother that's and I, a really good line. My brother and I just sat there in absolute tears. Like, oh, to that's have such a reached, sad kind of hilarious. Yeah, to have reached oh. 2015 and not heard that smoking is probably bad for it's you. It's optional. Yeah. <laughs> Take it or leave it. Yeah. It's like the one of the most quit addictions there is as well. It's not like there's no path open. Oh, no. that's sad. Um, look, we've had an email, but I wonder, I don't have it around, so do you? Oh, what, well, from Mark? From, and one from Thought Monster as well, I just remembered. We have. We had a second Thought 9 from oh, really? Thought Monster, didn't we? Yeah, Thought I'm pretty sure. Lost the track. Their second. Um, well, <clears throat> uh, Mark, uh, in, uh, in France still, yeah. has uh, got in touch with us because we were talking about foreign languages in, uh, in UK restaurants uh-huh. uh, and uh, has a, a funny story about a, a friend of his when he was working with some people out there who would always just learn the one phrase, which was <laughs> le même chose, s'il vous plaît, uh, which just being like, oh, I'll have the same, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> what what he had. Go second. That's a lovely way of dealing with it, isn't it? Yeah. It's really sad a shortcut to language where you just you just piggyback on other people's sentences. You're like, yep, yeah, that I'll have that. Yeah. And yes, um like and so uh Mark says, of course, as soon as we realized this, we made sure the person in front ordered a sandwich he did not like. Mark, <laughs> a man after our own hearts. <laughs> yeah. That's the gentle kind of vindictive reminder that that this is a, a real listener. This is the spirit of the TAS listenership. This is everything that we've ever wanted. He signs off by saying, I did notice that just across the road uh, from where um, one of the bars that you recommended, Isaac, was, oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, there was a, uh, another bar with a most shameful name, please see attached photo, regards Mark, and has sent us a photo of the stunningly named Isis Cafe. <laughs> so, business. Well. well done, lads. Uh, there's an Isis bar and lounge right next to Fenchurch Street Station in London as well. That seems a shame. There was a place in Greenwich that was called Isis, and it was a language learning centre, which is unfortunate <laughs> because it didn't make it look like less. It just looked like a direct headquarters at that point, just yeah. equipping, <laughs> equipping terrorists with skills they might need in life. Didn't uh, didn't they have to kill the dog on um, Downton Abbey? Because it was called ISIS. Yes, I heard about this. I've never seen Downton, but I heard that was a, that was a it, thing. I mean, I don't know if they ever confirmed that that was why, but they had a dog called was, ISIS. Then there were a couple of attacks, and then suddenly the dog died. In one of them. <laughs> it was, was replaced by one called NATO. <laughs> it was replaced by one called Western Values. Lovely Labrador yeah. it was. Uh, Thought Monster said... Do you ever think about the fact nobody ever falls in love with a ghost? They're always scary. Don't make any sense. Well, I suggest that you watch the film Ghost Thought Monster. <laughs> you fucking idiot. My girlfriend said as well. She's like, Look, this is just very wrong. <laughs> there are so many. And, uh, what, even that one, uh, there's a Casper film that stars Hilary Duff <laughs> when she was about 11. Stop before up. she was famous that I had on VHS. That's, I can't remember what goes on. I think there's like uh, 
it has she's a witch that's right so it's been, it's about the eternal struggle between witches and ghosts <laughs> ghosts <laughs> that has been you know tale as old as time <laughs> it's shaped the the last century of global <laughs> politics in a big way and it it's was, about like well, it how can these just big like problem <laughs> you know we can we can fucking bomb Laos we can we can get rid of East Timor as much as we want but <laughs> how are we ever going to bring peace between the ghost and witch realm <laughs> I mean, Casper and and Hillary Duff very much ambassadors respectively of their, they, were, they were the real they were the real foils to real politique. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to rewatch that film with that reading in mind and try and make a proper argument for it. Maybe we, as we've kept promising that we do some kind of like film commentary track, mostly for oh, our own yeah. enjoyment. That could be, that should be on the list. I've probably okay. it here somewhere. Yeah. Lovely. Right. I think it uh, adds yes. to something if we do it from a VHS. Yeah. <laughs> it would have to be on like a tiny portable TV as well. So we'd have to like, like it'd be the, like a wartime broadcast vibe. Mm. It'd be delightful. Um, Yes, Thought Monster, you're quite wrong about that, I'm afraid. Thank you, as ever, though, for emailing in. If you want to email in, how can people do that, Declan? They can email us at tas at shame.city. Yeah, you can. Uh, uh, or you can get in touch via the website. There is a contact mm-hmm. form, shame.city slash contact. Very true. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with the show on Twitter, mm. uh, then you can find the show at That's a Shame cast. Or you can find not a lot of tweets going on at the moment, but I'm <laughs> you're on a hoverboard just in case, with a, a hope in your we, heart we, and a dream in your lips. We have been shamefully and shamelessly uh, yeah. quiet on the Twitter front. We'll be of, back. Of, we'll be back late. in a big way when I'm back home. Yeah. It's going to pick up in a, in a huge way. Yeah, when uh, I'm not globe trotting. Exactly. Um, oh. At you can find us individually. Yeah. Yeah. And at Isaac BD for Isaac BD. That is me. What else? I think we should promise another bonus episode this month because we're going to have loads of time because we've done a few yeah. short episodes. So we'll All do right. that. If you sign up for the mailing list, shame.city slash mail, by the end of the month, there will be another bonus episode. We Secret shame. Secret shame indeed. And you'll get access to the first one. If I We promise that it will be just as combative and uh, <laughs> potentially self-sabotaging as the last one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe. That's what we're going for. And then last of all, to all of you hardcore, because I know I've got the stats on how many people are like subscribed now, as in people who, as soon as the episode goes out, before we tweet about it, it auto-downloads. So to all of you, the stalwarts, our main crew, our bench, if you will, tell a friend, word of mouth, repeat after me, is best of mouth. And we need that from you. So go and shout it from the rooftops. Tell whoever will listen to get on board. And next year, I think we need to make flyers for That's a Shame and flyer on the Royal Mile as if it's a show. I mean, it is a uh, show. Only, it's just not one people can go only, to. Only like for 10 minutes, though. I'm not firing. Oh, yeah. If I get bored of it, then I'll burn all those flyers. <laughs> like didn't, you mention something about, didn't you mention something about that, that floor uh, earlier? <laughs> Yeah, earlier in the quite episode possibly, quite possibly. <laughs> we'll Look, just pop been... it burn and we go to the pub <laughs> this has been a very revealing episode 33 I've learned more about ourselves than I ever thought I would this is going to continue I think because I've enjoyed it and there's what 27 more questions or something <laughs> so we'll be here until the end of time you and I 
going locked into this eternal battle like Batman and the Joker themselves. Um, until then, though, we'll be back on Sunday with another episode. I've been Isaac. You've been Declan. <laughs> and this was episode 33. See you next time. Goodbye. See you then, guys. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. Oh, Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you